This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mentioned Carberry's pub, and I'm sure it brings smiles to many, many faces. An institution when it comes to culture, music, storytelling, visitors coming from all over the world. And of course, the Bannon Tea, Kathleen Nicabra, was one of the most famous women ever to live in Drogheda. I spotted a beautiful article recently on uh, Drogheda Down Memory Lane and it was penned by our good friend on Late Launch historian Sean Collins and he's on the line. Hello, Sean. Good afternoon, Jerry. Well, well, I, you started this off 10,070 days since my 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and were you there for your 18th in Carberry's? I certainly was. Uh, it fell on a Sunday in 1976, and uh, uh, the, the article uh, was sort of based on that notion loosely. Uh, and uh, I had attended Cabri's all that summer. Uh, Tuesday nights were the night for the traditional music session, and it was the place where you wanted to be, even if you were underage. Well, you know, it was a mecca, as I said, and we have to talk about the Bannon Tea, Kathleen Nee Cabra. She was just the most special woman, Sean. Uh, Kathleen was a wonderful woman. As I said in the article, uh, on top of being a, a librarian by profession, uh, a publican, um, a historian, an antiquarian, a folklorist, she was probably the greatest ambassador Drogheda ever had. Uh, I always remember um, she demanded uh, hush or cunis, I should say, in the pub if somebody was performing. And I always remember her uh, her actual wake, uh, which was held in the pub. Um, people came from everywhere. The North Strand was crammed with cars all the way down beyond the viaduct. And one uh, very pretty uh, French lady arrived and uh, she was very sad uh, about Mrs. Carberry passing away. And she advised us the one thing she couldn't understand was, why did Mrs. Carberry always say Guinness, Guinness? <laughs> that was a French interpretation of cure. Kathleen <laughs> uh, always demanded. Well, she served a few Guinness, Guinness in our time as well. We have to say that just to uh, uh, clarify that point. But look, uh, Sean, you mentioned the Tuesday night sessions there and it was well known for the music. But you do write in the article that the music really started in the kitchen and there wasn't a lot of music in the bar at one stage. 
Well, the music actually started uh, long before uh, Kathleen ever became uh, the publican. Mm. She was a fine musician herself, and I think that's possibly where she met her husband, Patsy, because I've come across reference to the two of them performing and entertaining uh, particularly Gaelic cultural groups like the Gaelic League in the 1950s. Yeah. So there was a tradition of uh, music there and uh, also of the Gaelic culture, which was very much going back uh, to her family. Uh, Kathleen uh, was a Lyons. Well, Lyons was her maiden name. And her mother was Maguire. And Maguire's were the original publicans. And uh, Kathleen's mother, who was also Kathleen, was obviously a very formidable lady. Uh, she became um, publican. And uh, I suppose Carol all at once in, in her early 20s because her mum and dad died. So she was given the job of uh, becoming the publican, but she also had five siblings to help rear. And uh, on top of her activities as a publican and everything else, the uh, British authorities uh, spied on her and identified her as a prominent member of Common the Man and her, uh, identified her brother Dominic as uh, a lieutenant in the IRA. But this is 1921, when the War of Independence was at its height. But they were all Gaelic speakers, as the uh, census shows. And uh, when the Gaelic League was first established in the town, it was called Crave Dominic Maguire, uh, after uh, her brother Dominic, who was a schoolteacher and Gale scholar. Um, he was a person that had tremendous influence on Kathleen, his niece. Uh, and I, that's where she got her grow uh, for the Gaelic and the Irish and all things Irish. Um, and he, as I said, before she became the publican, um, you, you can read about her participating in cultural events and performing. But then from the 1960s onwards, when she took control of the pub, uh, you can read of we had German visitors to the town in 1964 and Kathleen acted as tour guide on the day and hosted all the guests. So she was starting, she was at it even then. And then uh, in the with the emergence of the music in the 1960s, as Sean Faulkner pointed out, first of all in the kitchen and eventually out into the pub. It became the mecca of traditional yes. music and folk music and many other disciplines found a home there as well. Now, the Tuesday sessions were legendary, but there were also then the Sunday sessions. And you mentioned in the article a woman called Rose O'Connor from Dundalk. Tell me about her. Uh, Rose was a very well-known fiddle player. Her son, Jerry, uh, is still a very well-known fiddle player. Um, Jerry uh, broadcasts quite regularly. Currently, he's playing with uh, the Irish Rovers, a Canadian uh, group. But he also played with his late wife, uh, Etna, in the band Kalalu, who were a very groundbreaking uh, traditional Irish group in the 1990s and into the early part of the 2000s. Um, so Rose would arrive with Jerry uh, as one of our children because his older brother Peter also performed and his sister played as well. And uh, Rose would arrive with them all uh, in the car on a Sunday morning and they'd all participate in the session at Carberry's as well. Uh, Jim McCardle and Liz King, his wife, um, performed there with the support of Tom Sullivan. 
Tom was a very well-known accordion player. Yes. Tom worked for the local authority uh, as a caretaker on the town reservoir. So when Tom would order a whiskey, uh, he'd always ask for a drop of Bam Natten. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you being from that vicinity, Jerry Kelly, well understand. Yes. Uh, point. Ah, oh, Tom was a, a marvellous accordion player. We lived on the North Road, as Tom did as well. And on summer evenings, you'd hear him out in the back garden playing away, you know, and it would drift, the sound would drift down the street and that. He was absolutely brilliant and a legend in, in Carberry's. Of course, it was the home as well and the, the genesis, wasn't it, of the voice squad, Jerry Cullen, Fran McPhail and Brian Lee? Yes, back in the 70s, that's where they started. That was where the, the, the band was, or the group was actually formed. They had all been regulars uh, attending there in Carberry's. One of the other things, though, I think that's really important about Carberry's, and particularly about Kathleen Carberry, was, you know, language was never a barrier. Uh, whoever arrived, if they could only speak double Dutch or Chinese or whatever it might be, uh, Kathleen could always manage to communicate with them and give them a welcome. And, and that's, uh, Paul Murphy wrote uh, shortly after our funeral, he was always amazed at the amount of people she had effectively adopted uh, to the town and became part of the big family that uh, Cadbury's was. Because you, you had everybody from Christy Moore to God knows who was who in the traditional music field. They all came to sing and play in Cadbury's. In responses to the actual article, uh, one person wrote how she met a man from Australia who came over to Drogheda for the flower. But his real dream was to bring his guitar and go and play in Cadbury's. Mm. And that would give you an indication of how... It was regarded. Widely it was regarded and known. And that's the other thing, I suppose, about the article, the responses that came from America and all sorts of places. Yes. It just showed the significance. You know, Kathleen is dead. Uh, 19 years now, sadly, and yet her memory lives on. Her impact is amazing, and, and she's always remembered. We are, sadly, we'll probably never see another Kathleen, but her impact will, will long uh, will long continue. Yeah, and those names, like the the great and good, came to play there. I think I remember you too, as far as I can recall, as well came and played there. But all the greats, Paul Brady and the wonderful lads like that, all knew Cabries. And you're right, it's known the world over. But here's the other thing that I, I was amazed from uh, the brilliant article you've written on it. it you, we talk about the music and the storytelling and the welcoming it was for visitors, but rings, poker, <laughs> annual reunions, a soccer team from Cabries, and Sean, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, a snuff festival. <laughs> And I, I was careful to point out, Jerry, that that was the uh, snuff that you put up your nose and inhale. Yes, very <laughs> important. McChrystal's. Uh, it, it was sponsored by McChrystal's, uh, the fine purveyors of uh, tobacco snuff. And uh, so a fun time was had by all the, the gentlemen that organised it. Uh, overall, with a success, then proceeded to organise uh, an annual reunion. Uh, but just getting back to the ring players. Yes. Uh, one of the amazing things I always found about the pub, while all this music was going on, you still had the locals. I remember a man called Patsy McLaughlin, who lived on the, the North Strand, and uh, John Bohill. Uh, they were local men who came there, and Cadbury's was the local, and they sat at the bar and they had their beer. They could have a game of rings if they wished. 
it just carried on as a normal pub. Because down through the years, you know, you never knew who you were going to walk into. Mm. Uh, Michael Hulham uh, arrived in one night with a Nobel laureate, <laughs> Seamus Haney, uh, various noted poets and all sorts of characters mm. uh, arrived there. And But as I said, well, it was a mecca for all that. It still carried on being a local family pub. Yes, for the locals down there. It was regarded as well like being close to the docks in Drogheda, which did an awful lot of business, and that brought people from near and far to the town as well as they came in on the ships there, delivering goods and taking goods away with them. It was an early house. It was an early house indeed, from about 1960 onwards. But um, it was always a favourite of the dockers, because I've heard different stories down through the years of men who walked in the docks and how they drank there. And the only thing, Jerry, that may be a little bit sad, uh, they always had the agency for Cunard lines. And there were so many people who were forced to emigrate, you know, in the 1880s, 1900s. You went there to get your ticket. Uh, If you you read, uh, particularly in America, they often refer to uh, Irish immigrants as two boaters. A two-boater was somebody who got their ticket in Ireland, took the boat to Liverpool, and then took a second boat to America. So many of the two-boaters would have started out at Maguire's on the back strand. And uh, I know that there was a a large collection of postcards in the family from people who had written back to Maguire's, thanking them for their help, and uh, maybe holding up a, a relationship. But something that I'm sure will be studied someday because there will be a, an amazing amount of social history in those postcards. And we do have to mention, of course, uh, Anya and Roisin, uh, the uh, girls who were an integral part of the pub there with their mother. Yes, indeed. They supported their mum down through all the years and, and kept the business going and supported her there and gave a welcome and, and were very popular themselves in their own right. Uh, they had many fans uh, who like to go and visit and, and see them. It's a terror to think, Sean, you know, with the restrictions, of course, it's closed at the moment and sadly Roisin passed away. Um, and I, I can picture myself because I've been in it many of occasions, all the little mementos left from all over the world in terms of currencies and photographs and things like that. It'd be wonderful to think that it will reopen again and be a place that people can go back to. Oh, I do honestly hope that that will happen. There are younger members of the family coming along who have an interest in the traditional music, and I'm sure they'll help to encourage. And, and I look forward to the day when we can go back to Cadbury's again. There are still many local groups that would go there, and I would like to go there if they could. But I, I think with luck, Jerry, uh, Professor O'Neill this morning expressed the hope of seeing. 80% of normality by April of next year. Mm. So I really hope by that time we'll be all back in Cadbury's having a beer. There you go. And the, you can add to those 10,070 days and counting Sean Collins. <laughs> I have to say, folks, if you want to wander down memory lane a little more, more I've just touched on it here with Sean today and I'm grateful to him. Go on to draw it down memory lane and read the article penned by Sean about Cadbury's. And it was a mecca for musicians and music. And I want to remind you of the wonderful music and talent that emerged from Calvary's. Here we have Jim McArdle, Donald Black, Ailish Quinn and Wally Murphy playing for your entertainment folks today. Much 
blinding down the mash. Much blinding down the mash. They're hanging round the block in Harmon's Gardens. Much blinding down the mash. The boys they are on telling dirty yardens. Now Matty Sagrid said he'll have to sack just one or two. Now he's after sacking six and that will never do. Everyone that he has sacked they're signing on the brew. So much blinding down the mash. Much blinding down the mash. There isn't any working here in Broda. Much Blinding down the mash There isn't any work across the border Poor old devs in Dublin and he doesn't know what to do He hasn't got the money for to pay the boys the brew They'll have to go to England just like me and you So much blinding down the mash And now we're all standing with our two feet on the ground. So much blinding down the mash. What's your honor? So much blinding down the mash. Woo! Absolutely love it. I truly do love it. It's a lovely wee song. It's from the album Much Blinding Down the Marsh, featuring Jim McArdle, Donald Black, Ailey's Quinn and Wally Murphy. What a brilliant combination. All people who emerged from Carberry's pub, which we're remembering on late lunch this afternoon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.